Welcome to the SBP podcast, Mobile Filmmaking. I'm your host, Susie Botello, and you are listening to episode 109. Hey listeners, this is Jason C. Marshall, and I am back with the In the Weeds series, where we talk about story, formula, and structure. And here's your host, Susie Botello. Uh, I want to say hello to my listeners. I miss them. It's been a couple of weeks. Um, guys, we've got our, our official new series. I keep saying that in every episode, but the last one, Jason, was the intro to everything. And now we're about to get nitty gritty uh, just in time for Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> uh, today, actually, we're recording this on International podcasting day yes i didn't even know that was a thing until i saw your post earlier yeah it's um it's actually a thing and there's and it's actually been out since i think it was 2014 uh someone introduced it as a hashtag and it's become a a a big event you know it was like one of the trending hashtags on twitter today not that all of our listeners are on twitter (laughs) um but it's just it's become you know a major thing so um, for all of you who are podcasters or all of you who have family in the podcasting business, <laughs> happy international belated <laughs> podcast day. Um, Jason, uh, what are you going to be uh, sharing with us in this session? Uh, so today it's actually won't be won't be too long. So we're going to talk about acts, which I don't have a lot to say on, um, but just a quick, quick review. As far as structure goes, we we start big and then we're gonna we're gonna hone down. So acts, then beats, which we're gonna start deep diving into next time, and scenes. Just as a, just as a quick review, uh, but basically, one of the things we've talked about is that I work in a four act structure, not a three act structure. So that's it. So we're gonna talk about acts then we're going to review introduce a little bit about beats and scenes right? yeah like to, just, just a very very glossing right. over because we're, we're gonna really yeah but what we're really gonna grind on is the acts. yes yeah for, and there are they're riding four horses <laughs> <laughs> i'm the, thinking a lot of the the, rings the, the, the four horsemen of the act apocalypse yeah Ooh, you're onto <laughs> something there <laughs> sounds like fun um yeah and so this is um so if you're listening to this you know this is the cool thing so if you download this episode you can play it back as many times as you want to uh and even you know write some notes but as you know uh jason is also writing articles for each one of these things so um you'll also have that to go by so you'll have your own what cheat sheets yeah exactly (laughs) something like that exactly i post about this semi-regularly between my other stuff on my on my various socials so i've kind of always always got it out there well that's great hey jason before we go into into the acts and everything Mm -hmm. which i know our listeners are really looking forward to but uh do you have any updates on on the things the other things that you're working on because you're working with the with the nevers right the hbo nevers and yes so it is the the premier fan site hbonevers.com uh where i'm primarily a staff writer where they let me write about my theories and thoughts about the the television show the nevers uh with a extreme amount of freedom to just do my thing and i i love it 
I never planned to be a writer, uh, or at least in that sense, pardon me, like, uh, you know, articles and, and periodicals and things like that, and it just kind of kind of happened, and now I'm writing for you, too, so. <laughs> yeah, well, isn't, isn't it amazing how life, you know, but write the momentum and take advantage of it. Everything leads to something because everything is connected, and there's purpose to everything, even if we sometimes don't know what that purpose oh, exactly. is. I'm sure some, <laughs> some of you guys out there are probably going... Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about, Susie. And by the way, when I say guys, I mean everybody, you know, guys, girls, whatever. Um, hey, uh, Jason, mm-hmm. about acts. Yes. Are we going to be talking about any specific acts in any film specifically? Uh, for the purposes of today's discussion, uh, we use Wonder Woman 2017 uh, as the as the uh, examples for when I talk about talk about act breaks. That's awesome. I love that movie. It is. And I know that you we planned on on using that one and I, and that's one of my favorites. It so, yay. Very much, very much. I have I have very very fond feelings for that movie. All right. So, uh, before we before we kind of get into the into the weeds, uh, uh, <laughs> just going to talk very briefly about three act versus four act because <laughs> They're essentially the same thing, it's just the way we're saying it. In a conventional three-act structure, you have act two is split into two halves, two A and two B, for whatever reason. I don't understand. I also don't understand why there's this need to squeeze something into this arbitrary number. So, in a three-act structure, act two is separated into two halves by the midpoint. I would go with I go with the four act structure because what is the what is the midpoint? The, so the midpoint is kind of the culmination of the first half of the movie, depending on which way you're going. Um, in, okay. in in the case of Wonder Woman, it's uh, when they have the fight uh, in No Man's Land. Okay, okay. Uh, and we'll we'll come back to that. So the midpoint signifies a change in the character's journey. So that's why I look at look at it as 4x versus 3 cuz just 2a 2b just bothers me. Um, and it turns out I'm not alone on this. Uh, Larry Brooks who writes books about story structure uh, has a very similar delineation. It's break it breaks it down into your know, percentages 25, 50, 75, but it, it ends up being a 4act 4act system. Yeah, and I think for me, like, sometimes I keep, you know, uh, confusing acts with scenes, <laughs> but it's it's a completely different, di- well, it's not completely different, it's all tied up together. Oh, exactly. Um, but there are multiple scenes within one act. Yeah, exactly, and, the, and, the, and that's what we're going to get into, you know, over the course of this, is you, your act is your big, that's your big sequence, like, that's the, that's the a phase right. of their journey. So it would be like the, the this, then that? Then this, yeah, exactly. That. So yeah, like I said, right. and and yeah. so the way I break it down is the first act is the setup. This is where we meet. You, you you meet the characters that you need to meet immediately and learn how his or her or their lives are, so you know what the before looks like. Uh, okay. Act two is a reactive phase. So they've decided to take on the journey, and now they're in a new world. But they're reacting to it because 
everything that served them in their lives before doesn't work here. Then, then you have the midpoint, which, like I said, that's the culmination of everything in the first half. They've learned a bunch of lessons, so going into Act Three, it's an active phase. They can they can take on they can take on the world, as it were. And then the final act is the resolution act, where you know you have your climax. They've learned their lesson. They journey back home. Whatever the case may be. So in that whole section before they feel like they can take over the world, mm-hmm. right? They have to sort of prepare themselves and at the same time they're preparing their audience so that it's believable that they can take care, that they, they're confident in exactly somehow it, approaching Exactly. That. So think of it, reactive phase, like act two, the reactive phase is that's, we watch them fail their way through the journey. Like they, they stumble, they fall, you know, depending on the movie, dates go badly or... You know, they, they they mess up at work, whatever the case may be for an individual story. But the second act is... Well, I think of films like, you know, so I'm getting ahead of myself. Halloween month is <laughs> um, And I'm thinking about the, sto- the, the scary movies, right? Where there's like naive teenagers, mm-hmm. right? And they're very innocent and they're very, you know, like they don't... <laughs> They don't know how to fight vampires and zombies or anything like that. But somehow they become heroes at, at the midpoint, mm-hmm. right? And and in order for that to be believable, a series of things has to sort of, within one night, usually, mm-hmm. uh, sort of prepare us to believe that. So they're sort of in training without being in training. Yes. You know, they've accomplished this. Now all of a sudden they got some skills that they didn't even know they had. You know, things like that, That's right? That's actually very apt. Uh, a very apt way to put it. I like that. Oh. Well, I, I'm, I'm yeah, it's I'm a, being it's apt a, on the app. <laughs> it's uh, very nice. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's their unofficial training day. I mean, really? Yeah, yeah. no, nice. Nice. I like that, Susie. Okay, cool. All right, you heard it here <laughs> first, guys, and that's it. That does it. No, I'm just kidding. And we're done. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, okay, so... Because I interrupted mm-hmm. you, uh, as far as that's concerned. So that that's the that's the four acts that you just described, yep. right? Yeah. Okay. And if you're if you're selling a look at if you're selling a screenplay to Hollywood, you just rename it Act Two A Two B instead of you know Two Three Four. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, it, it's the same thing. I just I like an even numbering system. It just works better for me. Yeah. Well, I'm sure you know. It's kind of like the. <laughs> Uh, scene one, a two, you know, that kind yes. of thing. Uh, you know, I used to do uh, script supervising and things like that. And it, it, you know, you're trying to do this, making notes of everything on the script. And next thing you know, you're going, okay, so my left column here has so many of these cuts, but you have to note them all, you know, mm-hmm. yes. um, because everything is there on the film. And what you're really doing is taking notes for the editor. Uh, so yeah, it's, I think, it's more for the organizational mm-hmm. aspect of it than it is for a formula type yeah. of a thing, right? I, I mean, I, I do want to say this. like We're, we're, we're talking about acts, and, and they have their place, but, I mean, it, it almost comes from the DNA of, of theater before, before mm-hmm. motion pictures. And the fact is that... If you follow the if you follow the one act play, yeah, if you follow the beats, you don't really need to even think about acts. I mean, an act is 
basically an arbitrary delineation point in their journey. So, I mean, it's, you can actually kind of look at them fairly loosely. Um, but it's, it's, it's more important to just understand what they are and why they exist. Listeners, this is also kind of weird <laughs> because basic or natural storytelling, uh, storytelling skills, right, sort of do take over. And what, what Jason is doing is giving you a breakdown so that you can really focus on what is happening to make it so that you have something concrete by the time you're through with the story because you are filming it. You're not just standing in front of people and sharing a story. Oh, exactly. Um, and this is one of the things I want to say, too, is that it's... Um, you So you're right. I mean, when, you know, when you and I are talking uh, before before we start recording, you know, you, you, yeah. no, <laughs> you'll tell me, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about, you know, what's happened since the last time we, we chatted. And, you know, when one of us is, is telling our, our stories, as it were, the natural progression is what we're used to in storytelling. It just, it just kind of, it's just kind of there. But the whole point of this is to understand the elements that are there. So you know how to map them out to tell an effective story for the screen. Exactly. Yeah. And we're not trying to come. So, you know, for some people, they're going, God, this is overwhelming. <laughs> this this can be really confusing. But what happens is filmmaking in itself can get very confusing. If you've ever had to prepare a shot list, for example, a shot list is not in sequence of the story. It's in sequence of the locations, you know, that you're filming in. Right. Because you're going to film, you know, part of scene one in this location. Right. And then you're also filming the end scene, you know, at this same location. So you do a wardrobe change and all these things as, as long as 10 years haven't gone by. <laughs> and then you, you know, you you continue that. And so your shot list has to do that. What what is our shot list for today? Right. On the shot on the call sheets. And it'll have on there. It'll it'll tell you, um, you know, you're going to have, you know, this scene you know, this, this, this part of this scene and this other one and this other one. And they're, they'll tell you the script, the numbers of the, the, the pages on the screenplay, you know, on the script so that you'll know how to follow this. Because if you think about it, it can become so confusing. And next thing you know, you go, okay, here's, here's everything. Here's all the footage. You've done your production. And then the editor goes, Okay, so it says here on the on the screenplay that somebody gets shot here. Where is that footage? Oh, you know what? That was supposed to happen at the lake, and we forgot to shoot that there on day three. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah. So, the, it, there are things like that that happen. So, what Jason is doing is breaking this down in a way that, and it'll become secondhand for you, kind of like it is for him. You know what I'm saying as he's sharing this with you. Uh, it'll become secondhand for you. And as you do it more and more and you're making more films, man, you are just going to rock the films that you make. And you, you, you're going to see your name. You're going to be at the Academy Awards, you know, uh, because your film has such a captivating story. And these are the things that when critics, you know, when reviewers are reviewing films and things like that, like on IMDb and, and so forth, these are the things they're making notes on. These are the things they're criticizing. You know, they're not, they're not going, well, this transition was a little poor, you know, or anything like that. They're really talking about, they're reviewing the story and the film 
along with all the other aspects of it. But this is a real major important part. So anyway, I'm selling you. Oh, well, I appreciate that. <laughs> I appreciate that. And that's the other thing, too. I mean, the, the, I guess the secondary purpose of this is that because there's always going to be people, people who push back against, I don't like structure, I don't like formula, I don't want to... I don't want to make a garbage formula movie, which, let's face it, formula's freedom. Yeah, I mean, it's like math. I don't want to break this all down. Formula's freedom. But, and the whole point of this is that that old axiom, you need to understand the rules before you can break them. So our whole purpose, yeah, our whole purpose, our whole purpose here (laughs) is to, is to, Break it all down, explain it, use examples so that you can, you know, you can watch a movie and see where all the pieces go. So that when you write your own, if you want to change... You can break all the exactly, rules. Exactly, but you need to understand why the, why right. the rules... I don't quote-unquote rules. I mean, like I said, it's just people have been trained to watch movies a certain way. So you need to understand that to, yeah. to mix it up. And to know that, yeah, exactly. Um... All right, so let's go back. Let's go back to, you know, I feel like I totally interrupted you on that, but let's go back because, look, um, guys, so uh, Jason and I, I mean, I, I haven't mentioned this in the podcast before, but Jason is basically giving you, so as, as you're listening to this podcast, if you've been listening to, to the podcast with all the different filmmakers that, you know, that come on the show, um, one of the things that we always end up talking about is story, you know, and how important that is. And I, I really dwell on that a lot because it's my thing. I'm, I really value the storytelling part of all of this because in the end, story is what it's all about. You are sharing stories. You know, most film directors and filmmakers are storytellers. It's one of the reasons for making films. Not everything is like that. But I think it's really important because. I'm, I've been trying to inspire you, right, to make movies and make movies and share your stories and all of that. And so I'm giving you the reasons as to why you should, why it's important and why it's, it's, it's important to take control of your story and, and, and make films. But what, what this series, this In the Weed series, uh, with Jason's contribution what this is doing is Jason is giving you the how. He's, I'm, I'm telling you why you should make a movie, you know, and share your story, why that's important and how empowering that is. But Jason is showing you how to grab that power, how to control it, and how to make the best of it, and how to make awesome films. So that's it. And now back to Jason. <laughs> oh, you're building me up uh, quite a bit. I better not screw this up. um yeah so as i said we we kind of went over the various acts that you know and the you know the things that are involved in them so i think we can go ahead and get into get into a little bit of example of how they how the act structure works and as you said for that we're going to use use wonder woman one of my favorite movies one of your favorite movies it's a fantastic movie go watch it (laughs) um so as I said, the first act is all about setup. So in Wonder Woman, we meet Diana in today's world, and then we get a dissolve and we meet young Diana. 
So we learned about her time growing up at Thermoscura. Uh, we learned the mythology. You know, we, we kind of learned who she is. And then, you know, Chris Pine shows up and crashes plane in the ocean. And he tells them all about the, you know, the Great War. And she has to make a decision of whether to go, go help him or, or stay and ignore the problems of men. And that is essentially Act 1 in, in a nutshell. Act 2, the reactive phase, which is, you know, you're stepping into a new world. So a change of location is, is, is very, often, very often a thing that happens there. So they get on the little boat and they, they leave. And then, you know, we end up in London... There's some funny stuff where she's trying on dresses. Uh, she meets all the generals and sees how badly they they treat, uh, excuse me, treat soldiers. And you know, all sorts of little little moments there, little character building stuff. We start the B story, um, which is the romance between between her and uh, her and Steve Trevor, which is done so beautifully because it's Susie. It's done with just a look. It's when he shows up in the store and she's tried on that last dress, and it's just, it's just they hold they oh. hold the shot on him, and it's so subtle. I love it. Yeah. And then of course they, they build the team. They go go meet. Um, uh, I apologize. I can't remember their names. Um, yeah, there's uh, there's the uh, the the shorter guy who who speaks multi the who speaks multiple languages. Samir. His name is Samir. And Charlie, their sharpshooter, and then later on they they had to go go a little ways, um, and they meet the chief. So they built the team, and you know they got to go. We got to go get to the front by this time, and that's 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 Act Two. There's there we've established, we've got a secondary team. We've got the main characters. We established the B story. She's failed at some stuff and learned some lessons. And then we get to the midpoint, which is your break into Act Three. And the midpoint, as I said, this is I, I love it so much. There's so many things I love about this movie, Susie, um, <laughs> because it, it 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 look it's it's very well deigned because the whole purpose is we're gonna get deeper into this, but her whole dilemma is wanting to help people, and you know, the team's like, no, we got to get to the front, and she's like, no, you know what? That's what you're gonna do. I'm gonna help these people. Yeah, because she's sympathizing with everybody. Exactly. Um, and and that's one of the reasons why they introduce you to her as a as a child. Yes. And all the all the reasons why she comes from that. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, so and that, and so yeah, so he's like, he's like, that's no man's land. No one can, no man can cross that. She's like, you're right. No man can cross that. I don't know why I said it that way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm all like, mm. um, and so she has learned a bunch of stuff in Act Two, which, like I said, we didn't get into now because we're going to deep dive into that after. Um, and she takes the fight, and this is the interesting thing about the midpoint: it's either a false victory or a false defeat, depending on how your Act Three goes. Because now, in a- now for the viewer. For the viewer, this is like unless they're looking at the clock and know how long the movie is, mm-hmm. right? they may think like, "Oh, here we go, this is it, this is the big moment and 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 the end of the movie, like when they win." Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, but no, this is this is where you get you get you get you get that action right in the middle, and then it kind of it kind of calms down again before you get to your climax. But yeah, if you're just kind of if you're just along for the ride, you're like, yeah, things are happening. Um, so you get into Act Three, the reactive phase of the journey, where she's like, we're taking the fight to the bad guy. We are doing this. We're going. We're all in. And part of Act Three is where you have have a moment or two depending on your story, where all is lost. And this is where it circles back to the midpoint. So in Wonder Woman, they save the village. They beat the, they beat the Germans, they cross no man lands, they save the people in the village, the ones she wanted to help. But then, you know, 20 minutes later. Well, see, and that's where I thought, when I was watching the film the first mm-hmm. time, because I think I've seen it at least twice, mm-hmm. um, that's where I thought, okay, this is the end. Now, now they've saved the village, and now they make it through their thing, and it's over with. But no, it's almost like that was just half the movie. Oh, exactly. So yeah, so and I didn't realize that as a viewer. I know it's it, it's it and, and again when when you start to see all the pieces come together, you're like, whoa, this is so cool. Because you get comfortable. Yes. Yep. Um, but yeah, so they saved the village at the midpoint, but at the all is lost. Everyone in the village is killed anyway because the bad guy launched a bomb into it, like a gas bomb, which plays into her character arc, which is another thing we're going to be talking about later, of she has to learn a lesson and jumping ahead, that lesson is there's, 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 there isn't necessarily good or bad. There's shades of gray that that's her lesson, but she has a moment where she has to be like, no, I'm done with this. You guys are terrible. Deal with this on your own. And that's that point where the efforts she made to save people earlier were in vain. And that's how and that's how you all you can these beats we're gonna talk about later, you connect them to each other to not just tell a compelling story, like a cohesive story, pardon me, but a compelling story. Okay. So yeah. um so she has this moment, but then the team sends a signal. So she's like, no, okay, you know what? I'm going to go after the bad guy. I mean, screw all you guys. I'm still doing this mission I've assigned myself. Then we're into the final act, uh, which is the Resolution Act. And it starts before the climax. In this case, she meets Ares, the bad guy, who basically lays out his evil plan. You know, it's like Poro or Murder, She Wrote or... A contemporary version because I just I just dated myself where you know they get everyone <laughs> in the room with the bad guy you know like here's my theory and the bad guy's like no you're wrong I did it this way <laughs> um, so she learns what his plan is and then she's like no I can't let you do that so she fights him she learns her ultimate lesson that's the character arc element and then you know there's a resolution um, and then we, we, we come back to today to bookend the movie. We start in present day and end in present day where she basically wraps up the theme of the movie. And that's the fifth act. I'm just <laughs> kidding. <laughs> you know, look, there, there are arguments for, for five act movies. I haven't looked into it, but I know one of the Indiana Jones movies, uh, I've seen a lot of chatter about one of them being a five act movie. I was only kidding, <laughs> but Wow. You never know. But huh? I mean, well, really, I mean, do as many as you need to do 
to tell to tell a good story. And th- and and this is where like I said when when so when you and I talk talk rules, we're using the word rules very loosely. Yeah. Because it's it's not it's not a set in stone rule, but it, it's kind of the best word to describe the pieces that make make a make a properly structured story. I mean, look, this is a podcast about making movies with yourself, yeah. basically. So, um, yeah, we're, you know, I hope anybody who listens to this doesn't say, oh, they're talking about making, you know, these hard rules, mm-hmm. you know, or something. It's like, no, no, no. you can, <laughs> you, you can, you can it, mix, you can remix, you can, you can even take a, yeah. a, a few things out. You just can't take too many things out or move too many things around because then, because yeah, then the audience can't. That's can. the genius. Yeah. That's the genius. Once you get, see, this is this is the cool thing about this. Once you're doing this off and on, well, I shouldn't say off and on, but enough times, you know, it becomes secondhand to you to where now you can really get creative. It's like learning how to make spaghetti, right? <laughs> the spaghetti sauce, you yeah. know? And, you know, you may throw a little too much oregano or a little too much, you know, this. I like to add wine to my sauce, just a little tidbit there. Um, but when you when you when you're doing things, once you've got your basic down second hand, you can start experimenting a little bit and and seeing if it works. And you're doing all this before production, which is the great part. You yes. Know? Uh, because if you're doing this all before production, this is not costing you much of anything. Uh, this is just all you and your crew. You know, like Jason was saying. I think it was like in the first one that we did together in one oh, episode 107 where it's, it's sometimes good to run it through uh, with different people, you know, yeah. uh, with the people involved. But at least you have the basics down. You can play with it. You can become this, this genius storyteller and everybody will review your movie and go, ah, you know, he did this thing. I would call it like a fifth act, you know. The fifth element. <laughs> the, uh, actually, just yeah, come back to what you, what you just said about that. Uh, one thing I, I very often recommend is once you have a script done, do a table read. Get 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 some actors together or some friends just to hear other people say the words you've been kind of mired in for days, weeks, months, whatever. So you can hear them spoken and be like, oh, I need to change that. It doesn't flow well or it doesn't sound natural. The the value in that is is incalculable. Wow. Okay. Cool. All right. So we were talking. You were going on into the fifth act <laughs> and all that, but um, I don't want to stray too much. And I'm the one that's doing that to you guys. So sorry. I know, Susie. Come on, keep it on track. <laughs> um, but no, no. It's um, like I said. It, it's. There are cases where that where that that can apply. I'm not. I can't list any any off the top of my head, but just know that there's there's flex. There's a lot more flexibility in this whole process. And once you once you understand the pieces, your scripts are going to take off like a rocket ship. Okay, so um, now now that we're we're done with the fifth element <laughs> and the four acts. Uh, do you want to get into the beats? Um, very, very quickly. Um, and this will be, once again, just just review uh, from the previous episodes because next time we're going to start getting into these these guys heavy. Um, yeah. And we'll do them one at a time. 
uh, just so as not to overwhelm. So when I say an act is a phase, so act one is the setup phase, act two is the reactive phase, act three is the active phase, and act four is the resolution phase. You can also call an act a sequence because once you add once you add beats and scenes, it becomes more of a sequence and you can kind of look at it by itself. So in the setup act, there's four beats. There's the prologue, which is essentially your introduction. The normal world where we see the character or characters' lives as they exist right now. Then there's a disruption, something that that forces them to change or gives them the option to change, whatever the case may be. And and discord, because they need to decide, am I going to do this thing? Am I going to take this journey? Am I going to do do whatever? This so fits into the acts better than I've ever understood it before. Yeah, oh, good. I'm, I'm glad, because yeah. once, once I got my head around it, I'm like, this is, this is fantastic. I get it. I get it now. Uh, so now everybody knows why I'm doing these podcasts, right? I'm I'm the student. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're, but, I do yeah, learn a well, lot. But, this is great. Yeah, but you're also the teacher too, because you're 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 learning. But well, by they, the same they time, they do that's, that's say it, yeah. they yeah they do say that, um, and this is this is probably true. I used to hate math, right? Yeah. But whenever I'd go and try and teach something to somebody regarding math, all of a sudden I was I became the you know, well, yeah, because like, oh, well, yeah, because like, well, th- this thing I'm talking about, I know it. I'm confident enough about it to to share it. Um, yeah. So there is th- this is one place where I deviate from kind of the save the cat uh, beats in Act One. Yeah. They have a specific beat for theme theme stated, but here is my view on that. When you're writing your story, you generally have a message you want to share. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes you find it through the writing process. But because a film is art, it's interpretive, and the audience will get different messages and sometimes not even close to the message you intend. So somewhere in the first act, you want to establish your central theme, but you don't necessarily have to have a specific beat where a character says to the main character... Here's the theme of the movie. So j- just j- just <laughs> right. somewhere in the in the first act, set up the message you want to share, and the audience will there and the go. audience will either get the message you're sharing, or they will find a completely different message because their interpretation will be based completely on their own life experiences. Now that makes sense. Yes, and uh, come back to Wonder Woman. There's thematically, it's a rich movie. There's several things, several messages going on at once. But she wraps up the theme in the climax, where she says, where she's basically, you know, love or hate, I choose love. And so, and so, this, you know, that that's ninety five percent of the way through the movie when she wraps up the theme. But there's so many other things going on that you can you can thematically you can. It's just so rich thematically. Um, okay, so yeah, the um, yeah that that that's one of my big deviations from from Save the Cat is there's I don't I don't have a central I don't have a a theme stated beat I just believe that it needs to be established somewhere in dialogue in the first act. Um, then you get into Act Two, the reactive phase, 
and you have, uh, I call it enter, enter the Matrix, because um, it seems quite apt to, you know, walking into a new world. And that, that's where they've made the decision to, to go on the journey. And then the, the bulk of Act 2 is, is the upside down world, where they're experiencing all these new things, old, old ways of life don't serve them well. You know, if it's a comedy, this is where a lot of the funny happens. Um, and this is also in this act, you want to introduce the B story. Now, same thing. I don't have a beat for this because you've got a lot of freedom and you've got, you've got 25% of a movie to play around in act two. So, I mean, does it need a B story beat? I don't think so. I think once again, like, like Wonder Woman, you can do it in such a subtle, subtle way because it's showing, not telling, Susie. And I said, and once again, just that that one shot of Chris Pine in awe of Diana says more than pages of dialogue could could ever say. Yeah, and that's what I love about film. Mm-hmm. It's it, it's so wonderful. Uh, act three, as I said, the the start of Act three, end of Act two, start of Act three is the midpoint. That that that's your big set piece in the middle of a movie. It's a win, it's a loss, but whatever it is, whatever one of those two it is, it propels the story ahead in Act 3. Because if they win, they need to lose something for Nala's lost moment. If they lose, they need to take that lesson and use it to propel them you know, even stronger toward their plot goal. Then you raise... Sounds... <laughs> sounds okay. <laughs> so, all right. So... I think I lost myself a little bit okay. here. So on the on the beats, yep. right? So you've got Act One, Two, Three, Four. Forget the fifth. Yep. That was just a joke. <laughs> um, and <laughs> and then you go into these beats. And we were talking about now. Is there a specific number of beats that you should have? You can have as many beats as you want, right? Uh, the I believe Save the Cat uses fifteen. I used twelve. Um, K.M. Wyland, uh, I think she falls somewhere in between uh, with her mapping. Uh, I believe she's more of a novelist, but the, the same rules apply. Uh, Daniel Calavisi in his story maps uses eight. So so th- there's a number of variation. And like I said, um, sorry, let me take a look. Larry Brooks in his. Uh, one, two, three, four, five. Looks like it's a little hard to read. But yeah, he uses several. So there, because that's the thing. Sometimes you can bundle beats together. Okay. But so I've, I, 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 I use the twelve just because for for me it works the most effectively as kind of a stripped down, but still provides enough depth for my story mapping. Right. Okay. And it, and this this I mean, as far as the story goes, mm-hmm. right? The flow of the story. Does it hurt it a lot if you have too many beats or or does it hurt it a lot if you have too few beats? I mean, I guess what what could happen is that your audience doesn't get what's happening, right? Or you're they're they're understanding more than you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like they're bored I, with it. Uh, you have too many. I, I've never seen a case where anyone has had more than the fifteen that Blake has laid out to save the cat. Um, I've seen, I, I, what I tend to see more is more often is fewer beats. 
And because if you have too many, then people are getting too much and they're bored with it. Like they've got it all figured out. Yeah, exactly. Basically. Yeah, because you, well, you, you, you need to build some mystery regardless of the story because you have to, right. you can't know that the character is going to achieve their, their plot goal because then what's the fun? Right. So you need, they, they need to have trials to go through and things to learn along the way. But yeah, I think I see. I'm actually learning. <laughs> this is this is great. And if I'm learning, I'm sure you guys, our listeners, are learning too. Well, that's that's um, what we want, right? And I, yeah, and the thing about it too is like it's kind of like when you learn like riding a bike, right? Once you've got those, you your your dad's done holding or whoever mm-hmm. holding the 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 thing for you. You just want to get just okay. Let it go. Let me go now. Let me get rolling. Yep. You know. I can pedal now on on two wheels. I'm do, I'm good to go, and I just can't wait to get started and, you know, hit town with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, exactly. So. Uh, yeah. So sorry to back up in case I, I jumped ahead on you. So you've got the you've got four beats in Act One, plus setting up your theme, which isn't a beat. That's just we'll call that a moment. Some somewhere in there you do that. Uh, in Act Two, you essentially have the two beats, which is the choice to enter Act Two. You know, the call to adventure. And then I call it the upside down world because that's literally what it is. It's a upside down version of what the characters are familiar with. So you got the two beats, and the uh, the moment is you need to introduce the B story somewhere in there. And that's in Act One. Uh, that's in Act Two. Or Act yeah. Two. Wait. So Act Act One has four beats. Okay, got yeah, it. Act Two that's Act right. Two has the two. Act three has three beats, one of them being the midpoint, which we just talked about. Um, then raising the stakes, because you got to keep moving the story forward. And then the valley of despair, which is that moment where where they're down, all is lost. You know, oh, everything is terrible. How am I going to recover from this? Then they then they then they dig deep to to carry on. Act four, I have three beats. Uh, revelations. That's where they they kind of learn a lesson that they need for the next beat, which is the climax. Because the climax isn't always a fight. I mean, sometimes it's just words. Once again, depending on your story. And then the epilogue, which is your bookend to the prologue, just to wrap up the story. That, you know, hey, here's where they were, here's where they are now. They're better off, they're a better person, etc., that's great, uh, Jason. So now that we've gone through all the acts and all the beats, uh, what can what can our listeners expect for the uh, the next episode? So we're gonna go or session. Uh, yeah, <laughs> session. Um, we're gonna go through the acts, or pardon me, the acts. We're gonna go through the beats individually. So we're gonna take each one. We're gonna talk about what should be there. Then we're going to use uh, use the movies we've discussed as an example. So then, so fantastic. Yeah, because the idea is that we're going to talk about it, but but here's a real world example, so you can see what we're talking about, so that it just ties the whole thing together. So so it's not a so it's not an abstract concept. Um, Jason, what updates do you have? Uh, that you may want to share before we wrap this up? Uh, actually, not much. This has kind of been my primary thing uh, recently. Um, Julian and myself recorded a couple more movie reviews. We did Suicide Squad and and uh, Reminiscence, but 
I haven't finished cutting them together because um, because I haven't. <laughs> so <laughs> so well, goes me up at some point. The, the, honestly, the truth is, I made a mistake. We the first time we recorded, it was, we just sat in the car and, and exited the movie and and talked about it, talked about it. And it was a lot of fun. Um, we tried to do a different setup with two cameras. We actually tried three cameras, um, but something is missing. It just it's just not as not as fun as it was. So I'm kind of taking a moment to reassess uh, how to do that moving forward. Because that's the thing. Sometimes, so, so when so, you're saying cameras, you're talking about phones. Cameras? Yes, pardon me. Because yeah. not everyone knows me. I I don't have a DSLR. I don't have a video camera. I do everything on my phone. Phones. Uh, Nice. Because I've never gotten rid of any old ones, so I've got a, I've got a, got a handful of them here. I keep watching more and more movies. Not coming back to you know like ten, twelve years ago or whatever. I keep seeing more movies where somebody brings up, you know, do you have a, a video camera I can borrow because I want to blah blah <laughs> blah. And someone says, some other character says, "Are you kidding? You've got the best camera on your phone." right mm-hmm. now what do you need a video game i mean i just i'm loving it you know because <laughs> oh yeah no it's it's great back I, the, in the day. my god the, just the freedom because like I, and look and, that, and this is a completely off off to the side but i love that during the day if i see something i can just pull up my phone and photo or video record it and not have to think about yeah. it just like hey there's something cool snap um anyway coming back to other things um You've kind of got me set up on podcast now, which I never planned on. <laughs> um, and now we're three in. I'm hoping uh, with with my work on HBO The Nevers, um, I may appear on one or two of their podcasts. Right, awesome. right, right now because of the break with The Nevers, they're reviewing Firefly, and I reached out to to Matthew, who runs the whole thing, and said I would I would like to be on the Serenity episode because that's that's one of the movies you and I are going to be talking about. And because I'm so so well versed in it, uh, and it was kind of the movie that that really showed me what sci-fi could be outside of Star Trek. Um, I was like, <laughs> I really want to be. I would really like to get involved in in this particular episode, which is still gonna. They're halfway through Firefly, so it's still several weeks away. But but I'm hoping to to make a make an appearance on their podcast as well. Well, that's that's that's. Really cool, because now you're you're becoming a podcast pro. I know, right? Um, the, I mean, like you're practically co-hosting this. <laughs> I mean, you are. I mean, you you know, um, one of the things you know in this in the weeds, you know, I think I think the title kind of speaks for itself because we're getting in the weeds yeah. of something that's really benefiting everyone out there who's listening. Uh, and look, I'm going to be really honest with you, whether you're using a camera or you, uh, meaning, you know, like a traditional camera or whether you're using your phone, storytelling as a part of, you know, learning how to, how to tell really great stories through films, you know, while you're making films is actually a big asset for your career in film. Um, it it will it it's the part that makes or breaks somebody once you've learned all the little details of filmmaking you know what lenses what buttons to push what settings to have what's what's better here what's better there get your gimbals or get your you know get your crew together all these things you know um 
now now you're getting into it and the thing is like you're not the only person out there making films and if you're submitting to film festivals you know and things like that you want people to rave about that film you made oh yes right mark you know you want people to go oh my god that was so good you know why i want you to do that because by doing that you could change the world and you can inspire people to tell great stories and change the world. I'm not saying the world is crappy, but there are a lot of bad things in it. The world will always have things that need changing yeah, that's true. <laughs> for the better. So, um, so being able to do that, there, there really is, um, there really is no better time, you know, to, to realize that, Maybe part of the, the, you know, the reason why you're here is because you're made to change the world a little bit, you know, and, and, and do your part. Well, right, Jason? Well, absolutely. It's, it's that whole thing is that, okay, I want to, I want to go to my soapbox for a minute as we wrap up. And, and it is, it is this, if you're, if you're going to be making movies, especially outside of the studio system or outside of having a budget at all, you have to do it because you love it. And you can't necessarily care about how many people you reach. I think your goal should be to reach one person. Because if you can impact one person, you can potentially change that person's life. But, mm, but if you're... That but, is good. But, but if, That's exactly But it. if you're doing it for awards and accolades and love it's it's a it's a zero-sum game because because you can't please everyone and in trying to please everyone you'll please no one and you're never you'll be like a snake eating its own tail you're never going to get the results you want so <laughs> so you have to do it's true. it has to be personal and you have to love it and that's all i have to say about that but here, here's where the, you know, you're talking to founder of the film mm-hmm. festival. But here's where the, uh, the awards come in. Um, we all need a little bit validity, uh, even if it's just for ourselves sometimes. And I think it's always nice uh, when somebody says out in public, hey, good job, man. You did a great job on oh, that. Oh, absolutely. And that's what the award comes in. Oh, yes. Yeah. So, and don't, don't misunderstand. Uh, getting an award is wonderful. Getting external validation is wonderful. Getting the validation of your peers is wonderful. I'm just saying, if your only goal is awards, then uh, oh, th- then 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 yeah. you're doing it for the wrong reasons. Yeah, of course. Because I mean, that's not why you do anything you do. Mm-hmm. Not because you're going to gain, you know, some material thing out of it. You know, like you don't go and help out your friend at three o'clock in the morning, right? Oh, and, uh, and, and keep crying on the phone and, and, or something, and keep right? score like, hey, remember that time that I did that thing for you? It's time right? to ante up. No, no. And you're not doing that because you know next week is is your friend's birthday and you want an extra piece of cake. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not doing that for that reason. You're doing it because you want to help out your friend. You know, and you just jump on it. Oh, exactly. That that's what this is all about. It's like, okay, I've gained this knowledge. Now it's time to share it. And then you've you've given me a platform for it, and I I appreciate that to no end. Yeah, there's there. You know, I, I sometimes forget about that. Like, that's a that's a great example. I'm, I'm going to take advantage of that <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to share that because, you know, I, I'm not doing this podcast. I mean, I'm, I'm surprised we're here. You're episode 109. Yep. 
That's I mean, three in a row. <laughs> geez. Well, I remember when I first started this, one of the rules was rules. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the one of the myths or whatever you want to call it, right? This the things that people say about podcasters is like, oh, if you record six episodes, then then you're doing great because most people stop after six right. episodes. And here I am, and I thought, well, I just got to get to the sixth episode, but um. I didn't go into this to just do six episodes or to see if, you know, I, I, I put a lot of work and research into that, into this. And I already, I already was friendly with the community of mobile filmmaking. So I, in in some ways you could say there was something I saw today, you know, the international podcast day thing. Uh, Somebody said something which I thought was really interesting about, uh, actually, you know who it was? It was our friend Aunt Pruitt. Okay. And he had a, a quote, and he said, um, and he listens to this podcast, so hey, Aunt. Uh, hey, <laughs> So he, <laughs> he said, basically, and I can't read the quote right now, but basically how, uh, how interesting it is to have, you know, you're, you know, you're a podcaster, and and your listeners become your community and i was thinking wow that's freaking awesome that's a great great point to make and and everything but i feel like i cheated because for me the community was already there for me you know i already knew so many people in the mobile filmmaking community okay and that was the purpose for doing the podcast because I wanted to give them a voice. I wanted to create this other platform to give them a voice. Right. Other than having them, because not everybody could come to the film festival as well. So part of the research I had to do wasn't like, how do I record a podcast? It was more like, how do I get record a podcast with people who are in other parts of the world mm-hmm. while I'm in San Diego and give them a voice? You know, and that was so, so yeah, so, so it's kind of like flipping it. So in a way it felt like I was cheating because I didn't have to develop like some big community from the podcast. It was that community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, pull, pull together. Yeah. It was already there and I was already having so many conversations with everybody, Jason, you know, uh, kind of like, you know, conversation you and I had, but we had it after the podcast mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, after I started the podcast and, um, with all these other people, it was like, Hey, I'm going to have a podcast. I'm creating this podcast. Come and be a guest on the podcast because we're having these great conversations anyways. Mm -hmm. So, so there's that. And, and I just took everybody all the way around the scenic drive of, uh, podcasting, (laughs) I guess. (laughs) (laughs) So, so, Hey. Guys, um, by the way, we're, we're, we're here for you. Um, you know, in the notes, we're going to share links on social media. Give us a follow. Um, shout outs are always welcome and we give them back. Absolutely. Um, share your projects, questions, whatever you have. Uh, we're open to it. Um, and reach out to Jason to ask him questions. He's very um practically an angel here right now <laughs> just volunteering all his knowledge for you 
and very gracious for that, Jason. Thank you very much for being on the show. You want to say goodbye to our listeners? Yes, uh, thank you for having me, as always, and uh, thanks uh, everyone for listening. It's uh, it's been an interesting journey for me, and uh, I've been listening to Susie for oh years now. I can't, I was gonna say months. It's been years. Um, uh, it's a good thing she's doing, but I guess I'm speaking to the choir because people who are listening want to listen to you. Um, <laughs> I think they're here for you. Well, yeah, there's that. But yeah, uh, as Susie said, hit us up on, you got questions, need clarification, hit us up on social. Uh, She'll have all the links. I'll have links when I do the accompanying article. And I am, I'm actually more active on, on Instagram than Twitter, but I do keep an eye on my Twitter feed. So I'm, I'm just slower to reply over there. (laughs) 